Hello and welcome to Basel Tov, the courage and creativity of ADHD. I'm Jen. I'm Ellen. And I'm Annette. And we have decided that we're going to discuss another fun Reddit question today. So everybody who's here or like probably a lot of people who are here, they either know they have ADHD or they know somebody who has ADHD and they're kind of here to learn. Um, well, you know, we all kind of come into this from a place of learning and discovery and it's like a whole new world as soon as you get that fresh diagnosis, right? Well, we're going to talk about things we wish we'd known about ADHD originally, either very shortly before we got our diagnosis or like right at the time that we got it. Um, and I think Annette also has some really interesting information from a doctor to discuss, correct? Yes. 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 Exactly. Ooh, a so professional. Yes, an actual professional. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a professional. You deal with ADHD all the time. <laughs> right. Professional oh, bullshitters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, like I do, I've been uh, scouring Reddit. And, uh, you know, last week we also talked about, you know, a Reddit post that I'd posted about uh you know, ADHD burnout, but this is one that I had done even before that post. And I just wanted to know what were some of the things that people wished they had known about having ADHD that would have been really helpful from the beginning. And um, the reason I asked that is because there's a lot of people who are tuning into this podcast or who are searching the in internet for answers because they've just found out they've had ADHD. And this is a new world for them. So what are the things that you wish you had known at the first diagnosis right away that would have made your life a little easier or being able to come to grips with having ADHD a little easier? And uh, the number one answer on this thread that I posted was that I had ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel wish. that so hard. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I think we all wished that we had known that we had ADHD because all three of us got diagnosed as adults. There's so many women being diagnosed as adults now. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. if I had known that I had ADHD when I was younger, it would have made things so much easier to handle. And I wouldn't have so much like feelings of failure. Yeah, the guilt and shame. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So exactly. Yeah. Do you do you jive with that? Do you wish you had known that you had had ADHD a long time ago? Oh, absolutely. I mean, instead of instead of thinking, oh, I'm so lazy, I'm so forgetful, what's wrong with me? It would have been really mm -hmm. nice to know. Oh, actually, there's something uh, about your brain that's causing all these issues and it's not your fault, but you just have to figure out how to navigate that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Take, take the morality out of it. You're not a bad person. You just have ADHD. Yeah. 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 How about you, Jen? Um, I, I'm going to say yes, of course, but with the caveat that I had, I had some major suspicions that I had ADHD, like, years before I got diagnosed. I can't remember how many years exactly because ADHD, but um, <laughs> I remember like for years and years going, I really think this is a problem. And I had looked up 
the symptoms and done the whole thing that you're not supposed to do with like WebMD and bullshit like that. Um, but I really strongly felt that something was amiss, that I had something that was different about me than other people have. Um, and I, I would have given anything to have had somebody who would have taken that seriously as soon as I had those suspicions. Um, that would have been awesome. So I think what I would have wanted mostly was somebody to just take it seriously because I had already kind of figured it out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it would have been lovely to know way before, like oh, when but, I was a but, teenager or even a little kid. Well, yeah, in the 80s and 90s, though, ADHD didn't exist in girls. <laughs> they, oh, no, yeah. we had no idea. Yeah, yeah we were just, so, you know, didn't help. little brats that ran around and screamed and we had bad attitudes and we were airheads and we were forgetful and lazy and sassy and we had so much going on like there's just so much so many judgments lobbed at us and so many yeah so (laughs) it would have been really really nice if we had had that diagnosis back in the day for sure yeah that's the thing like like little boys they don't have that you don't hear people talking about little boys like that like oh they're just so chatty you know like i know right (laughs) god they just won't shut up like (laughs) yeah even though they don't shut up a lot of little boys with adhd they're constantly Mm -hmm. talking and moving and but yeah the especially for little girls those symptoms are just kind of chalked up to something else i guess a lot of the time so yeah, most of the women i know yeah. with adhd that are you know our age they were just diagnosed in the last like 5 years or so it's yeah. so yeah. recent still usually after they have kids that go in for an yeah. adhd diagnosis and the psychologist will look at them and be like you might want to check that out in yourself like <laughs> yes that is such a common story that i hear Exactly. It is. Yeah. Totally common. And I had to have my son diagnosed first in order to be taken seriously. And that's how I ended up with my own diagnosis because somebody was like, oh, you have a son with ADHD. And all of a sudden that had changed everything. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) yeah, that's interesting because uh, my sister had gotten diagnosed young because she had had other problems and had to go through counseling and lots of things. And um, but my parents always assumed because I was high functioning that, you know, I was fine. And mm, so, yeah. uh, I didn't even have a clue and I was, you know, I had studied ADHD and I never really kind of connected the, the dots until I was, I was complaining to my friend about something. And my friend is a psychiatrist. And, uh, I was just like, I don't understand why I do this and this, this, this. And she goes, because you have ADHD, you dumbass. And I was like, <laughs> and she was like, wait, you aren't diagnosed? And I was like, no. And she goes, dude, here's the name of a friend of mine. Go get assessed. And so I went and I got assessed. And they were like, it, it came back glaring. And I was like, oh, well, okay. That's interesting. But I think in the in this realm of like, things that I wish I had known about ADHD. I wish I had known that so many of the annoying behaviors that I have and I had when I was a kid were because of ADHD, like excessive talking, excessive energy, not being able to pay attention to something very well, 
not being able to formulate my thoughts into coherent sentences very well. Like these things that I do that I hate in, about myself that I'm just like, why do I do that? Why can't I freaking remember a doctor's appointment? Like everybody else can do it. Why can't I do it? And mm. I wish that I had known that I had ADHD so that I knew that these were not character flaws, that there was an actual reason why I have all these annoying traits. God, oh. yes. You know, it took... I uh, feel it that. Was, <laughs> it was a family doctor that I saw. I've been seeing her for about three years, I think. And she was the one that suggested to me, you know, I'm pretty sure you've got ADHD. Like, I, I've met with a lot of people that do. And I, I'm, you know, I think you need to get assessed. And so sometimes it just takes one person with that knowledge to kind of, you know, tell someone, hey, maybe, maybe you should get that checked out, you know? <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, that's so true. I mean, I I wish that as a kid, um, like not knowing that I had ADHD, like I, I wish that I, 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 I had this experience where I constantly felt different than other people and misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Beca- and if you think about the way ADHD functions, you're probably set up to feel misunderstood and like you're different than other people. So, I mean, big shocker, right? But I wish that I had known that my, like, I wish somebody would have told me your experience of life is going to be different than other people's experience of life. Yeah. I really just wish somebody had said that to me because I went through my early life, even in early adulthood, assuming that even though we're all very different people, that our experience in life is at many turns, similar or the same. Mm-hmm. And that's just not how it is. Um, people can experience the world. In fact, two different people can watch the same thing happen and they would take away two different things based on what they chose, what they saw, what occurred to them first, um, the meaning that they assigned to words or body language. I, I wish that somebody who would have sat me down and said, you're, you're just going to have things different than other people. And that's okay. And exactly. That's okay. Yeah. If you do things differently, yeah. what works for one person might not work for you. And that's okay. Even if the way they do it is considered quote, the right way, you know, what most people yeah. do, most people um, probably hang their clothes in a closet you know, but for some people that just doesn't work. They got to use a dresser or a pile system or whatever, you know, it, yeah. and that's okay. There's no judgment there. Just everyone do what works for you. That's what I wish I'd known is that, you know, these things in our society that you feel like, oh, I, I have to do it that way because that's what other people do and they're successful. And so I should emulate mm-hmm. them. It's like, that might not work for you at all. <laughs> and that's okay. I right? will never be able to use a planner. You know how many planners I've bought and thrown away after like three weeks? I mean, I I can't, you know. So many. (laughs) So many, because I always think I'm going to be a different person when I buy a fresh new planner. And it's like, it's just not going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. I gave up on that nonsense (laughs) fucking years ago. Like, I, I, I know myself so well that I know there's no way in hell that I will ever use a planner. I don't understand people that use planners. <laughs> I know. I use lists. I want to be the person. Lists. I want to be the person that uses a planner. That's the thing, you know? Yeah. It's like, 
I want to be that organized mom that has her shit together and makes cool snacks for her Mm -hmm. kids that are homemade. You know, I want to be that, but I'm just not. And so I think I have, I've had to accept that about myself. You know, I'm not going to be like other moms. I'm not going to be like other women. That's okay. Yeah. Do just do what works for you. You know what? If I had, if I had to hold up a mirror to myself and other women, it would be so depressing to me because I am so good at my job. I am so good at what I do, but everything else falls apart. Hmm. I'm a, I'm a decent mom. I mean, I think my kids feel loved and I do the things that I'm supposed to for them. I do wake up, make their breakfast, make sure that they're taken care of. They are fed, they are sheltered, but I don't have time to help them with their homework. I don't even have the ability to remember that they even have homework, but their grandma (laughs) steps in and helps them with that. So, you know, I, I, so I have a support system, but if I didn't have that support system, I can't even imagine how messed my life would be. You'd have to make accommodations. I can't do housework. Yeah. I'll tell you, because I I don't have that support system (laughs) and I'll, I'll, I'll let you know, I'll let you in on a little known fact. My daughter's homework pile right now is enormous and it's not. Yeah. Because she has ADHD. I'm pretty certain we're getting her assessed as we speak. So, you know, take this with a grain of salt, but I'm fairly certain she has ADHD. She does not remember when she has homework in her, in her backpack. So I, I almost always forget to ask her and I've been really transparent with her teacher um, of like in, in this year's, uh, conferences, I've been like, look, this is my last year of master's degree study. It's going to be a shit show. I am not going to have her homework in on time. I'm really sorry, you know, that you're going to get a whole lump of homework at the end of the year, but that's just how it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And she like, I, you know, I just kind of had to tell her that at the, at the front. And I, you know, normally any other year I, I would have probably, you know, been super embarrassed, but, um, I just knew it was going to fall apart from the start this year. And dude, it sure did. That's a great example (laughs) of asking for an accommodation, you know? Yeah. You knew that you were going to need some extra time to do that. That's such a great example. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad that they accommodated that request. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I felt like an idiot saying it out loud though. I felt like thing, I, like thing. there was even part of me going, why are you saying this right now? And then the other part going, shut up. You're not supposed to try to hide this stuff. And like, mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was such a, I don't know, back no, and forth good. with myself. That's like, but that is like unmasking in action right there is like, say, admitting like, I know I'm going to need some extra accommodations on this. So I'm going to ask for it. The, the worst thing that can happen is that they say no you know yeah yeah Yeah. but it is true it is hard to ask for that like you said it was probably really awkward and uncomfortable but worth it though sometimes it's worth it to take that risk to ask like hey can i just have an extra 30 minutes you know for whatever you know but for your own Mm -hmm. mental health sometimes you know what you need and it's good to ask yeah 
just yeah, yeah I, I'm actually <laughs> glad in hindsight that I had done it oh, so yeah. I, I highly recommend it to any other ADHD parents out there that are struggling with their kids work and like have some kind of horrible work project or maybe they're in school too mm-hmm. um, yeah just just say it out loud because once it's out it's out and they will understand <laughs> but also be 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 sensitive because their teacher might also have ADHD <laughs> and dropping yeah, a bunch true. of work on them on the last minute is also also not kindness. Mm. So yeah, maybe no. you could turn yeah. it into chunks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think so, that was my biggest concern is, oh my God, I'm going to overload, overload this person at the very last mm-hmm. minute, you know? No, but that is, that's, uh, that's a good, um, that's a good thing that, you know, I wish I had known is that it's okay to ask for help or to ask for things to be a little different for you. It's not selfish. It's like, you know, you, you just got to figure out what you need so that you can be your best at work or in a relationship or as a parent or whatever whatever you need yeah exactly yeah and it's okay no also, shame in that yeah and also know your limits like mm-hmm. i devote i devote my time and my mental energy to working i can either be an amazing mom or an amazing teacher yeah. it's very hard to do both yep yeah. yeah, we only have so much energy and so much time in a day. And so, but I'm sure so I'm true. sure that there are days where you're not working and you're spending the whole day with your kids and you know yeah. getting that quality time in. So it's not it's not like you're working 100 percent of the time. You know, it's balanced. No, and I don't and I don't I don't neglect them. No, so you, I'm that's not the thing. neglecting. That's, that's but... a whole another episode. But you are a good mom, yeah. and I think that we are too hard on ourselves a lot of the time. I think yeah. we're really yeah. fucking hard on ourselves, especially in this modern society, modern parenting. Uh, I don't. I won't get into it, but you know what yeah, I'm saying. And speaking of Reddit, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was looking on Reddit, and there was this like rant, uh, like this person ranted. They were like, "I just got an." Uh, promotion in my job and my house is completely a mess and I feel like I need to hire a house cleaner but you know I don't I don't know what what do I do and I'm like you get more money hire a house cleaner what's the problem yeah like use the tools focus on your job Mm -hmm. exactly you got money focus on the job Get a house cleaner. Yeah. Like, but yeah. there were other people saying, like, there were other people being, like, against it. And, well, with people in the economy that, you know, they haven't been making a, mo- a lot of money and salary uh, changes. And it's kind of, for you to post this, it's kind of like, uh, I'm thinking mm. of a Japanese word. Mm. Um, like ableist? Or like- it also, it also, what's oh. it also in uh, in English? Um arrogant oh (laughs) i see arrogant yeah but i was like no dude she just like she feels mentally overwhelmed she's good at her job and she's just saying like she's asking for people to you know kind of support her and like be like yeah just get a house cleaner like sometimes we need other people who are like us Mm -hmm. to be like yo dude that's okay because we don't, we feel the shame. Oh, God. We don't feel mm-hmm. okay with it. And so sometimes yeah. we need people like us to be like, no, dude, it's okay. It's okay to door yeah. dash that. I know that money's tight, but it's okay if you don't have the mental energy to cook dinner or to even go out and get dinner. You know, just do what you need to do to survive <laughs> mentally. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, hell, it's my whole goal in life to, to be wealthy enough to be able to afford a house cleaner just so I won't have to clean because I'm lazy. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, this is me being an arrogant turd. <laughs> I want a house cleaner Here. just so that I don't have to clean my own house. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've spent years cleaning up after other people's vomit and urine and feces and guess what it's my turn bitches it's my turn that's right <laughs> so, that's right at some point if you hear me just gloating away that i have a house cleaner no number 1 i used to clean houses myself and number 2 i've earned that shit bitch <laughs> earned it <laughs> that's right we we all deserve to have things that help make life a little easier, I think, even if they're little things. Yeah. I know not everyone has the privilege and the resources to have a housekeeper or someone to come mow their lawn. You know, like, I mean, some of us are just barely, a lot of people are barely making it right now. So, but I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just personally feel like I'm not going to let myself feel guilty if I treat myself to something, you know, that makes things a little easier for me. And, um, because I know that if I just try to go too hard and do everything the hard way, then it's just going to backfire and I'm going to have a meltdown. (laughs) And that's a hot tip for new people with ADHD. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Don't try to do everything. Don't feel shame. Yeah. Cut yourself a break. I mean, it's like... I know a lot of people with ADHD are uh, people pleasers. You know, we have a hard time saying no when people request things of us. Yeah, it's really hard. You're both raising your hands. <laughs> it's yep. so easy to overcommit to shit. That's one thing I wish I knew when I got diagnosed. That's like an ADHD tendency is to overcommit because you've told too many people yes. And then you don't have enough time for yourself. And then you crash and burn. And you can't, do, like you were saying, Annette, yeah. you can't do everything. You can't be amazing at everything. So that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm a hundred percent agree with what you just said. Yeah. Like I totally yeah. feel the exact same way. Yeah. Cause yes. when I was younger, I was trying to make everybody happy. I yes. still have that tendency and it's exhausting. Oh, the worst. Just worry about yeah, making yourself yeah. happy and then and the important people in your life. And that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you, you just exhaust yourself doing things for other people that yeah. and you probably can, don't even appreciate it. That's what I would I would recommend yeah. to people. For learn it. learn how to say no. God, it's the most freeing thing. I, I mean, it's just in the last couple of years that I've learned how to say no. And it feels so fucking good. I love it. <laughs> you know, I wonder if... All of this people pleasing and thinking of others and trying to be like uber considerate of other people's feelings and thoughts and needs and all of that stems from how many times in our childhoods we were told you're being selfish. You're taking up too much space. You're being too loud. You're talking too much. Think about other people. Would you want somebody like that, you know, right next to you, blah, blah, blah. And how many times have we heard things like that? So it was just hammered into our heads. Shamed for it. Yes. Shamed for it over and over again. (laughs) That we had to like think of other people before thinking of ourselves. And it's funny to me because I have other friends who don't have ADHD. And I'll hear them 
you know, talk about certain things that they did and they didn't think about other people and how that could affect them. And then later they were like, oh, well, I guess that is a different concern. And I'm just like thinking, well, how do you not think about this stuff? And I've and this has been a thing for me for years going, how do, do certain people just not think about stuff like this? How are they not considerate? And um, what I it's come it's taken me a while, but I think that those people out there just haven't like they they didn't have to have it hammered in mm. to watch their behavior so strongly that it became like pathological. Yeah. Or maybe they were only children who, if they were doing something annoying, nobody was telling them to stop. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> and there might be some of that too. Yeah. Who you knows? never know. But yeah, it is interesting though. Yeah. You gotta, yeah. just gotta find that balance, I think, between being nice, showing love to other people, helping others, but also knowing your limits. And you might need to go through a phase through a season in your life where you just don't have a lot of social commitments because it's too much, you know, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's another thing I wish that I had been told early in life is you don't have to make everybody happy. It's yeah. not your purpose in life to literally make everybody around you happy. Mm-hmm. I wish that somebody yes. said that out loud. We're all responsible for our own happiness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also want to circle back to something you said about, uh, you know, why do we feel like we have to please people? I think another big point to consider is that because having ADHD and forgetting things, we're always putting a uh, ratchet in other people's plans from the, oh, the minute we're child, totally. children. And so we are constantly having people getting angry at us because yeah. we've been yeah. doing these things. We forgot and, to do the that thing we that we were supposed to do. And so we let people down. It happens over and over. And then we feel bad. Yeah. And then we overprodu- we all overreact by, you know, trying to make everybody happy because, you know, yes. we're so tired of constantly being the bad person. Oh you know, my God. Constantly being the disappointment. That is so true. Yeah. You get that little, that guilt in your, in your head. Like, man, I haven't, I haven't been texting that friend back very much. And so I better make it up to them and like really work on texting more this week or what? I, I don't know. It's like, we get so into our mm-hmm. heads about what we should be doing. And, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think there should be a lot of shoulds like that. Yeah. But Maybe that has something to do with RSD too, like mm, uh, the uh, yeah. wanting to uh, people please has a lot to do with a connection between ADHD and RSD. Oh, that's because, true. Keep people happy. You know, they won't get mad at you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you won't be rejected. Right. 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 Yeah. We're, it, we're all about that's keeping a, the peace. Yeah. yeah good thing to think about it i didn't consider i didn't consider that connection That's so true though it's like a self-defense mechanism almost like if i can just do everything yeah. for everyone else they'll be happy nobody will be upset nothing bad will happen and then i'll be fine yeah it, it makes sense yeah. in your yeah, head exactly but like reality just doesn't work out that way i mean no. we we constantly god mm-hmm. like just just today for example so yesterday i looked at the calendar and saw that my kids had a dentist appointment at 8 a.m today and they were going, uh, you know, I'm divorced. So they were they were going back to their dads um, after school. And yesterday I was thinking, 
gosh, I wonder, you know, he has the kids, but I wonder if he needs me to take him to the dentist. And then I, and then I just completely forgot to ask him about it. Completely forgot. And then I forgot that the dentist appointment even existed. And then I realized I had that appointment on my personal calendar, not on the shared family calendar. So he had no idea there was a dentist appointment and the kids just completely missed their appointment. And I got the phone call from the dentist and I was like, Oh shit. Like, I mean, the only explanation oh, for this is no. that just my ADHD got the better of me when I made the appointment and then when I <laughs> remembered it, but then forgot to check. I mean, this is like, there were so many things that went wrong. And so today I was feeling kind of guilty about that this morning. Like, God, they've had this appointment for probably six months. And, um, you know, I, I felt bad that we were no shows because I know that's a hassle for the business. And then I just, I just felt stupid, you know, kind of in front of my ex making a mistake like that. But I just had to kind of have a pep talk with myself and be like, you know, it's okay. This was just a mistake. You know, you did not intend for this to happen. It was just an ADHD fail, basically. And so that's okay. It's, we're moving on. You know, I, I yeah. called and scheduled right. a new appointment and no harm, no foul. It's not the end of the world. Not a big deal. But but yeah, it's yeah. Oh, you just gotta that okay, that's another thing I wish I'd learned is that like you just you need to forgive yourself for when you make mistakes because they will always happen. You will never be able to completely <laughs> fix this. Yes, and so you just gave the best, best example <laughs> to my next uh like topic here oh, because a lot of people were saying that working memory and executive function yeah is what they wished they had known about before, like when they were di diagnosed with ADHD. Oh, God, it's everything. Literally. <laughs> yeah. And so I I, uh, I was watching uh, a YouTube video. There's um, a psychiatrist named Dr. Russell Barkley, and he is a, he is a specialist in ADHD. And he's really interesting. If you ever get a uh, chance to watch anything from him, it's very, very enlightening. And uh, I sent you guys a video. But, um, oh, yeah. He was talking about I did watch that. Yeah. yeah I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's, it's very, it's full that of That was. Full of I don't, and I really like him. I don't yeah. remember it at all because ADHD, <laughs> but I remember liking the video and commenting on it when you sent it to us. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, remind me what it was about. Oh. <laughs> Oh well, this is a different one, oh, but it's the same. It's the same one. The one I sent you guys was uh, something on TikTok, but uh, this uh, he was he was talking about uh, you know executive function, and what he was saying is that you know the back part of your brain is where you process knowledge. The front part of your brain, your prefrontal cortex, and all that's where you have performance. Okay, so your emotional regulation, your uh, decision making was all done in the prefrontal cortex, the very front area of your brain. All of your neural connections for knowledge and all of that are stored. Your memory is stored towards the back end of your brain. Now, what ADHD does is you don't have a problem necessarily with performance because when you want to do we something, don't? you do it well. Oh, oh, oh okay. no. <laughs> When you want to do yeah, it, that's true. You, you can well, do it. Yeah, the key phrase. And you don't have a problem with knowledge. You don't have a problem <laughs> with knowledge because you know ADHD people tend to be highly intelligent, and you know we can 
learn lots of things and you gather all sorts of knowledge. The problem comes with the neural connection between your knowledge and your performance. Mm, interesting. So mm. just because you know it doesn't mean you actually can do it. Yeah. They don't speak to each other very well. It's like they're speaking different languages in a way. And so just because you know to do something doesn't mean that you can actually do it. And just because you have your performance is focused in something and you know you got to do something else doesn't mean that you can stop the performance aspect based off the knowledge that you have. Yeah. So you've got these two major areas of your brain that just are not communicating very well. And, uh, Bear Bell SN Books uh, said this interesting comment. She just, she said, uh, or he, I'm sure it's she because it's the women's ADHD mm. subreddit. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> oh, just, this is the reason why I struggle with everything. Procrastination, organizing, working memory, etc. I always felt like something was wrong with me because I didn't function like others. When I learned I had ADHD at 37 and learned about executive functioning, it all made so much sense. Yes. Yep. That was yeah. that was definitely. My, I, I think a lot of people's reactions when they get their diagnosis, or if they self-diagnose, you know, it's like ah, oh, it all makes sense. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. with your dentist appointment with your kid's dentist appointment you had the knowledge of the dentist appointment Mm -hmm. but somehow the knowledge to contact your ex Mm -hmm. didn't turn into a performance exactly yep normal normal people's brains they have the knowledge of something and it turns into a performance they they act upon it yeah yeah it was like but with adhd i i I must have just gotten distracted because i remember having that thought oh i should text him and see if he'd like me to take them and then I just didn't do it. Like something else must have come up and then poof, the thought is gone and it's never coming back <laughs> until that it's too late. You know what I time. think it is? Hmm. You know what I think it is? I Because I've done that so many fucking times. I've done that so yeah. many times and I could literally just crush something in my fist right now. It's so <laughs> annoying. But like, <laughs> I just, okay, so. I think that when we say, our, when our brains say inside of our heads, hey, we should really do this thing because this other thing's happening. So it makes sense to do this thing, right? I think our brain takes that as a suggestion, like a mild suggestion. It's not even like, mm. not even like a real thing that we have to do. It's just like, you know, if you've ever felt like it, um, I don't know, 20 minutes from now, you should totally just text your ex and tell them about this appointment. Mm-hmm. And that's like how it comes off in our brain, even though we know damn well that's not how it needs to come off. That is such a good point. (laughs) Yes, you're sitting there like, I need to do this important thing, but there's something missing, especially if you can't do it right then. You don't have that kind of rush and sense of urgency, like, oh, got to focus. Like For me to to get that, it either has to be uh, the deadlines in 10 minutes or, you know, like... Just it's it, it has to happen now. There's no other thing. But yeah, yeah. So it's like if uh, and God, it's like I I should know this about myself. But if I have a thought of something I need to do, and I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta remember to do that thing. I'm not gonna remember it. What I need to do, like I've talked about, <laughs> is grab my phone and set a fucking reminder. Remind me in one hour to take the trash out, or remind me to do that. You know, uh, I can't trust my brain. It just trolls me. 
Yeah. No. I either have to do it right away or like make sticky notes because yeah. I, I I know I know that you use reminders in your phone yeah. that uh, is wonderful. My brain likes to do this wonderful thing at like hide and seek. And uh, if I don't see it, it doesn't exist. Mm, remind, so, reminders probably don't phase you if you have like too much stuff going on on your phone already. A reminder pops up no. and it's like, oh, just one more thing, whatever. Yeah. 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 It's just side swipe. Gotta, it's like, whatever method you're using, you got to respect that method. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm, I like sticky notes. Mm-hmm. I have to have my notes, like I have a note pad, like even right now, I have it on my computer, I have it open, and it never gets shut. It's just my to-do list, and it's always where I can see it, and I never put anything over it, because if I put another window over it, I'm not going to see the list, and I'm going to forget that the list exists. Yep. <laughs> Jen, Jen, how do you... Okay. I love sticky notes. <laughs> Jen, what's your method of organization for tasks that you need to remember to do? Um, well, I'll, I'll put, um, alerts or events on my phone. And because I got the watch that communicates with the phone, it goes to my wrist. So I don't have to like keep my phone necessarily right next to me. That was always the failing piece was, well, I put that reminder on my phone, but my phone's downstairs and I'm upstairs. So now what? Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) I'm carrying it around with me everywhere. So the watch is, I think that's, that's actually helping. Oh, you know, we Um, should talk, we should do a podcast sometime about the products that have changed our lives, you know, like an Apple watch that can be a really useful tool for a lot of people or like, you know, like uh, I can think of off the top of my head, electric toothbrush, you know, like that is so helpful for, I think people with ADHD that hate brushing their teeth. It's going to be a little more effective and a little less time, you know, that, like yeah. I was saying earlier, like, you know, I, I wish I'd known it's okay to do things differently. It's okay to have accommodations. So yeah, it's okay to get the things you need that, oh, like, uh, I splurged on a nice fancy Dyson vacuum, you know, one of the cordless ones, because that's the only way I will vacuum my house. I even, I even tried getting a cheaper one with a cord and it's just like, Oh, it's so fr- it's such a frustrating experience. I I knew I needed that good vacuum, and so I, you know, I mean, again, <laughs> again, it feels really kind of privilegy to talk like that, but it's like I, I think it's worth it if you can afford it to spend a little extra on something that might really help you help you know with your ADHD symptoms. I have a robot. Yeah, yeah, robot. <laughs> but see, those are awesome. That's so ADHD friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they they I, really. I are, have three they just robots. Nice, you got a whole army. Oh my god! <laughs> well, because but, they can't climb stairs. Come uh, on. <laughs> oh yeah. Incidentally, if you have pets, you should not have one of those oh. because if the pets ever have a house training mistake oh, and they pop god. a little pile of fresh stuff. It will literally crayon your entire goddamn oh, floor. I've seen those posts on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Just, they just rub it in the carpet. So, yeah. Ugh. So the Roomba's fine for anyone who doesn't have any animals that could potentially have some kind of accident. But if you do, just, yeah. I'm not saying don't get the Roomba. I'm just saying just just think about it yeah, yeah. not every product <laughs> will change it. your life and make it better i mean god knows i've bought 
way too many worthless things that I thought I would I remember buying a George Foreman grill, you know, like 20 years ago. I mean, like, <laughs> oh, this is going to change my life. I'm going to eat so healthy. I think I used it once, maybe, you know, yeah. no, that's oh the impulsivity goodness. right there. Like, oh, if I buy this product, mm-hmm. it's going to make my life better and dopamine. So, yeah, I guess. Yes. I, I, yeah, it, it is a trap. But I do think <laughs> that there are some products that are worth buying to make your life a little easier and mm-hmm. and help with ADHD. Yeah, we should definitely. Talk yeah, about yeah, that. yeah. Yeah, but first we have to set up uh, some kind of like Amazon affiliate program <laughs> so that we can like actually make make some kind of like maybe a quarter or two quarters a piece or something like that because Mama needs to pay her student <laughs> loan soon. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, the last one I w- I want to talk about that a lot of people talked about uh, is time blindness. Oh God, yes. They wish that they had known that they that they would experience time blindness and that it was actually a thing because nobody talks yeah, about yeah. it. Nobody in, in real in the real world <laughs> where everybody else is, the neurotypical <laughs> world, uh, they don't talk about that because they don't experience it. Mm-hmm. They're able to keep track of their time perfectly mm-hmm. fine. Oh yeah, and yeah. the rest of us are like. What I like, I always <laughs> underestimate. I always underestimate how long a task is going to oh, take. Oh, every time. Oh, oh. this will just take twenty minutes. Uh, Forty-five minutes yeah. later. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then you get into the task, and it's like somehow time ceases to exist, and you get yeah. stuck in a wormhole. Well, you're focused. Then you suddenly look at the clock, and you're like an hour late. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> you're like it's oh a, a it's a ADHD superpower, I think, to be able to have that kind of focus where you're so into something that you just don't even care what time it is. But then it could get you in trouble because everyone else operates on a schedule. <laughs> yeah, I I yeah. know I mentioned this in the uh, in the podcast, probably in the very beginning of the podcast. But like, I'm so thankful to God that my daughters. When they went to kindergarten, their bus stop was right in front of my English school windows. Mm. And the bus makes a noise. <laughs> yeah. The bus, when it parks, it goes. If I did not have that bus stop in front of my house, my children would never be picked up from school on time. <laughs> you just have to find some other way to you yes. have to have a sticky note every day reminding you, pick up your kids. <laughs> I don't think a sticky note would work in like hyper focus because you're not looking there. Oh. But like seriously, it was like that it was like the dog whistle. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would hear the I'm like, shit. And I would be like grabbing my shoes and running out the door. Like but I, all I had to do was round the corner. And so I was like, hey. Yes. And the teachers are like, yeah, again. You know, but at least it only took me like 30 seconds to get out the door. But it was it was a thing. Oh, man. Yeah. Pretty sure my kids have the same experience of my kids coming in late. Like, oh, again, look at that. Oh, <laughs> the time blindness is so bad. It's like, yeah, I, I try really hard yeah. to be realistic about like, you know, organizing my time, how long something will take me. And then inevitably, I feel like every day I just don't have enough time to do the things I want to do. But it's it's probably just because I don't organize my time very well. But, you know, that's just how I am, I guess. 
When I said that I wished that I had, that somebody had told me that my experience of life was going to be different than other people's, time blindness was one of those things that I had subconsciously rolled mm. in there. Like, because it, and, and I was even thinking about, about saying only time blind, blindness earlier before we started talking, because it is such a big deal for me personally. And I know that, you know, with some people who have ADHD, maybe their lives run in such a way that time blindness doesn't affect them as much, mm -hmm. but it really does affect me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I mean, with the, with my intended field, with my field of study, like one of the things that you could potentially do with your degree is go out and be an editor. Well, as an editor, you are often tasked with coming up with estimates for how long mm. the work is going to take uh -oh. you to oh, no. accomplish. Uh -huh. I know, right? I know, I know. You're, she's cackling. That's pretty much like, yeah. Are you allowed to extend <laughs> that's, those that's deadlines? That's how I feel about it, too. <laughs> Can you change them later? <laughs> that's a hard yes, no for me. <laughs> that's the thing is like, that that's the one thing that that's keeping that's holding me back from like putting that out on my website is <laughs> actually because I have no idea how I'm going to guess how long it's going to oh, take to edit somebody else's novel because it could be really variable. Um, and I don't know how many slots to keep open because I don't know how long it will take. Right. So you don't know until you're in kind the of book. Puts me in yeah. a it puts me in a position where I have no idea what kind of workload I can take on anymore because I've never tried to run this kind of business before. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to edit like one singular novel, see how much time it took and like very carefully catalog all of the issues that went into its correction and then try to base other stuff off of that, yeah. I guess, like, because I really just don't know how you do that. I don't know how. Um, and maybe somebody who's neurotypical and an editor could just step in and be like, hey, you do it this way. And I'd be like, oh, hey, cool. But I, even I just, then, it doesn't make sense. Their to my method brain. of measuring how long it might take them to do it might not work for you, though, depending on how you work, too. You know, I don't oh, know. Yeah. It's yeah, like, that's true. Uh, yeah, like when I was really into baking and cake decorating, I remember my ex would always ask me, like, how long do you think that'll take you? And I just never knew. Some cakes were six mm -hmm. hours. I, I, I once spent 21 hours total on a cake. I mean, it was Ooh, it was like three feet long. It was like this giant dog bone with two puppies. It was huge. This was years ago. But Holy yeah, so God. I never I just never knew until I got in there. And then, you know, you start to go along and, but you, but you just never know if a problem is going to come up or what's going to happen. We do our best to estimate how long something will take us, but shit happens or a kid needs you for something. You get yeah. distracted or it's like, God, it's just so impossible to be able to say, yes, I will get this thing done with this amount of time. Like, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, I mean, some people read faster than other people yeah. some people probably decorate cakes faster oh, than yeah. other people some people probably write songs faster than other people it's just you know 
how do you gauge how much time that is going to take you personally? And yeah, so it's just, it's one of those things that I'm not really looking forward to in calculating mm-hmm. my potential. Yeah, you just don't really know. And maybe you do I'll it. figure out a way to get around. I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, we just have to, like, I'm always saying this, but I feel like we just have to get to know ourselves, you know, without judgment. Just get to know yourself. And if you know that you're just a certain way, that you're always going to forget this thing, give yourself grace. Just figure out mm-hmm. a way that you can help yourself prevent it. But if it happens, it's okay. Mm-hmm shit happens just love yourself yeah 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 self-care i think that yeah i think that uh i've never been more happy to be a teacher with like 50 minute classes (laughs) (laughs) than right now because jen's like i have no idea how long that'll take and i'm like i know exactly how long my thing oh yeah you've got a schedule yeah you've got (laughs) yeah but I, i have to be really i have to be like watching the clock like, I don't have a natural feel for how time is passing. Mm. And so I, if I get mm. caught in an activity with kids, then we will lose the time to do their textbook or something, you know. So I have to be really, really uh, a, watching the clock and aware. Of oh, the clock. I hate having to do and that. The clock, that's the thing. The clock is such a distraction. Like when I'm at my therapist and I'm mm-hmm. just rambling on, not paying attention. But then I happen to look at the clock and I'm like, oh, crap, we only have 15 minutes left. You know, it, it's like it just cuts it cuts off your flow, <laughs> whatever it does. So fuck the clock. I hate time. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. some stupid construct that he yeah, invented. Anyway. It's just a social construct. We should get rid of it. Yeah. It doesn't really exist in the way no, that we No, it does think exist. It does. And I do appreciate the time because if we didn't have the time, my classes would never end and my students would never go I know. home. That'd be so, a crazy school. It's yeah. like, we're just going to teach until we're done. We don't know how long we'll be here. Yeah. Society would not yeah. function that well. No. I have classes until nine o'clock at night and I have like adult, like private, private students who just love talking. And like, if I didn't have the clock where I could see it, I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, what are you going to do? I always close it off. With, what What are your plans for the weekend or something like that? And they'll say something. And I'm like, oh, well, have a wonderful weekend and I'll see you next week. You know, like I need to close mm-hmm. that shit down yeah. because otherwise our classes yeah. are never going to yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah. True. So speaking of things that never end, I think it's time for us to go here. Um, um, We should probably close this down somewhere. Does anybody have anything else that they wanted to say? I think we should each give our lists just quick bullet points of what we wish we had known. Ah, yeah. That is good. Bullet points. Pick your top three. We already already said all that. I can't remember what I said. Just I, I wish I just I mean, I, I wish I had known that it's OK to do things the way you want to do them, even if it's not the way that most people do them. <laughs> Fuck other people. Just do what works for you. You know? Yeah. Yes, I feel that one. So, yeah, the whole doing do what you mm-hmm. need to do to to survive. That's and to, to thrive. Yeah. That's what I I would echo that. Also, the time blindness, that is so real. Um, And the connection to RSD, I wish that I had known about that. 
I wish that I had known specifically about um, emotion dysregulation as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Because that's a huge part of my Big life. Big one. Yeah. Yes. It's so easy yeah. to be like, why are these feelings so big and I can't control them? And like, what's wrong with me? You know, it's like, that's yeah, emotional dysregulation. It's no big deal. Yeah. Don't judge yourself. It's just, it is what it is. Just ride those <laughs> yeah. feelings out. To me, feelings are like the weather, you know, it's a phase. Just let it pass. You'll be better. Okay. You'll, you'll be better soon. Don't judge yourself. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the connection between RSD and people pleasing I wish mm. I had known that and that RSD was a thing. Emotional dysregulation. I wish I had known that's a thing. And that's why my feelings are so big and annoying. And <laughs> I wish I had known that my uh, a lot of my tics and the over-talking and all of that wonderful things that I thought was a personality flaw are actually symptoms of my ADHD. Yeah. 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 There's so yeah. much. There's probably a lot of things about me that are just personality flaws still as well. But- you know, a lot of them are ADHD, <laughs> and it's nice to be able to have an explanation for that. Yeah, it is really nice. And I know that they're like, you could probably ask a bunch of different ADHD people what they would want to have known at the outset, and they'd probably come up with all these other really awesome suggestions that like I never <laughs> that I haven't well, thought and it's of different here. For everyone, um, too. we all have our own unique experience we is. are all our own universe inside our little heads and so ADHD your ADHD brand is going to be your own unique crazy brand <laughs> so yeah. it. it totally yeah. will but no matter no matter what it is that you know makes you you as far as your ADHD is concerned if any of it becomes troubling it's always advisable to either talk to a trusted friend, relative, or a counselor or other kind of therapist. Um, I know we say that really often, but it's so important. And there are so many people who still have a very negative opinion of therapy and counseling. And like, guys, I'm not even going to mince words right now. That literally has saved my life. So... Mm -hmm. I can't express how helpful it can be, even even if it feels like it's going to get messy because it will, <laughs> um, even if it feels like it's not something that you really want to do. It's not how you'd prefer to spend your time. It's, you know, maybe your relatives will look down on you. Maybe some of your friends will lose respect for you. Well, fuck yeah. those guys. Do what you need to do because it will absolutely benefit oh and you. one thing so, we talked about before um, the show i know is that it is normal to not click with your healthcare provider the first time if you go to therapy or if you go see a psychiatrist and you're like oh i just feel like this person is not listening to me they might not be there's a lot of shitty doctors out there so don't give up don't yeah. give up it's normal try to get a recommendation from someone yeah. about who you can see so you don't waste any time that's what i should have done i had to see three psychiatrists before i found one that I was like, okay, I feel like they are actually listening to me and are going to help me out here. So it was long and frustrating and expensive, but yeah. totally worth it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Different counselors are different people. And, you know, some people click with you, some people don't. So yeah. that's just that you just, if it's not clicking, find a different yes, one. Yes, don't give up. <laughs> just kind of trial and error, unfortunately. Yes. But um, thank you everybody out there who's listening and, you know, maybe commiserating and <laughs> relating <laughs> to all of these 
lists we've come up with of things we wish we'd known before we had our diagnosis or when we were littler. Um, I know that a lot of people are probably like, Ooh, that was a good (laughs) one, but you know, thanks for listening. Um, if you have any questions or if you want us to do any specific topic in future shows, you can always email us at, uh, baseltovpodcast at gmail.com or go to baseltov.com to, um, to, uh, click on the contact page and you can contact us there. Or if you catch us on Reddit, you can always just send us a little message there to any old way that you find us. And uh, then we'll talk about what it is that you want to know. And thank you for listening, everyone. We appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good day and Bazel 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 (laughs) Tov.